How's it going, guys? It's going. Good. Good. How you guys doing? <laughs> doing great. For uh, our listeners here, I think... Uh, this is going to be so confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Just four white guys. We should probably still start out with an introduction or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm wondering if we're going to do the introduction on our own, but this is all This is all it. This is all in the episode. We don't, we don't edit anything out. I don't know if you guys... I mean, well, sometimes we edit things out. <laughs> oh, I edit so much stuff out. The more we do this, the more I'm like, you know what? I'm not editing anything out. It's all, it, it's all, it all stays. Hey. It's all real, you know? It makes it so much easier. Doesn't it? (laughs) To get the episodes out on time. (laughs) So um, we'll, maybe we'll at least fill in both of our sets of listeners in a little bit here. We're doing this joint episode, Wedding Photographers Unite and the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast, um, which is, uh, which is cool, is, is awesome. I've been listening to the last, um, you know, a few episodes that you guys did and, and, uh, you guys have an, uh, an amazing banter that goes back and forth. And I don't want you to lose that today just because you have two other dudes on the show. So you, you just be you and keep that, keep that, keep that going guys. Keep it, keep it real. You know, we were a little bit worried that you had never listened to the show before. And we're like, do they know what they're getting themselves into when they asked us to do a joint episode with them? So it's almost like a hybrid name today where it's like wedding photographers unite hungover. Yes. So, uh, so the idea is, is we're, we're each bringing a few topics to the table and kind of doing a joint conversation and, uh, we'll probably both release the episode in our feet and, uh, and uh, and let it let uh, wedding photography magic just happen mm. from there. I love it. You know. Um. So uh, so Neil uh, mentioned uh, you know you you had a little conundrum. Uh, Neil's going to start us off with a conundrum uh, for for everybody. And and you know Steve and Dustin don't know what the conundrum is. I don't know what the conundrum I'm is. Excited. We're gonna we're gonna get into this together and, and for just the wedding photo hangover listeners. Can you guys kind of explain what you do when you do the conundrums? Yeah, we usually end the show with a conundrum, and a, and a conundrum is a real life uh, situation that we you know come across, and we throw out you know what our problem is, and we give it you know, up to you, up to the other host to, uh, to try and solve it. And then you, and then we kind of just go into how, how we helped dealt that situation, um, handle, handled that situation. So that's, that's, those are conundrums, but, um, but my, my season just started, um, just this past Saturday, just a couple of days ago. And a month before the wedding, the bride told us that the groom wasn't going to be there pretty much majority of the day. Now this this uh, the the bride is a wedding photographer, and the whole story is that the um, the groom was going to be graduating um, from the police academy that day, and if you don't go to the go to graduation, you don't graduate. So he had to be at graduation, and graduation was about five or six hours away from the ceremony. The bride wanted pictures all day, so the the groom was expected to arrive around five or six just in time for the ceremony and the bride wanted photos done around start time was at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so how, how would you guys go about shooting, shooting this day? Oh, see, I'm very glad that this had to do with wedding photography. Cause I really thought the conundrum was going to come out and you're going to be like, 
I agreed to do this episode of a podcast with these two chuckleheads and Oh man, I've been listening to their podcast and they're terrible. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's how I was going to end the show with that conundrum, but, um. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so just to summarize, Neil, what you're saying is you have a wedding where the bride wants to continue as if nothing's happening, but yet the groom isn't going to show up until right before the ceremony. So you will be unable to do any first look, any groom prep, anything like that. Is that what I'm understanding? That was that's pretty much what she delivered to me in in the news a month before, yeah. Gotcha. But 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 she want but she wants all these photos done of the bridal party portraits, all that stuff before he's even there. Oh, so she wants the photos without him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Interesting, right? Yeah. Okay. That makes that makes more sense. Yeah. I'm. Uh, well, she is the most uh, important I, part of the day, and he doesn't really matter. So, I mean, that kind of makes <laughs> sense. And I feel like you can just roll with that. And if you really need something, maybe just buy a GoPro and one of those suction cup mounts, and just give it to the groom and be like, "Hey, just record the whole drive from the police academy to the wedding ceremony location, and I'll just pull some stills out of that and see if I can uh, green screen your face over a stand-in." <gasps> you could get a stand-in. There you go. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. And then you could just Photoshop the groom's head onto the stand-in. I like it. I like it. Very creative. You have, you have a package for that, right, Neil? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Just so I understand, Neil, uh, th- this groom, after the ceremony, he's there the rest Correct. of the day. Yeah, but, he, but he's okay. not going to arrive until five or six. But she <laughs> she does want photos all day, pretty much, of, of her and the bridal party and everything like that. You know, the, 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 the normal day... With the first look before the ceremony and everything, she wants she wants everything done. So how, so how are you going to shoot how all do you, this? How do you do the first look without the groom? Yeah, you know, I know. That's the conundrum. Right <laughs> does he have a Does he have a brother, a twin? <laughs> no. Can he Can he Skype in? Somebody holds an iPad. One of those little robots, and then you just have his face on. Oh, robot! That's yeah. even cooler. Yes. That'd be a dangerous drive. That'd be breaking a couple laws in New York State. But hey, um, but hey, if, if you're if you just graduated to be a cop, hey, why not just uh, start breaking the law right away? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now, man, what what would I do? Uh, well, first of all, I, you know, I've come to the point where. I just basically, with anything, if a bride gives me something that I know isn't a good idea, I basically explain my position. I say, hey, it might be a better idea if the groom's there, you know? <laughs> and um, once I do that, um, and I've explained my position, <laughs> and, you know, they can either take my professional advice or not, then I just do what they want me to do because they're paying me lots of money to photograph the wedding. At that point, I've given my professional opinion. But, <laughs> you know... Um, so for me, I would basically, and I'm joking, but I'm also serious at the same time. Like, like I would say, hey, you know, that it's probably, um, you know, it might be a little bit interesting, you know, the photos that you're going to get back from this, um, as long as you're totally aware of that and you've maybe talked to mom and dad about that and everybody's okay with it, mm-hmm. then uh, sure, we'll do that and, and photograph him when he gets there. And, and maybe I might throw out the idea to her that, hey, I'll send my second shooter over to uh, the police academy uh, graduation and uh, grab a few shots of uh, six hours away that huh? while that's happening. Oh, yeah. is it five or six hours yeah, away? That's, it's out oh. in Albany, so we're, we're in Buffalo, New York. Oh, mm, yeah. mm, I missed <laughs> that part of the opening in the conundrum. What time does the sun set in Buffalo? Uh, it was around 8 o'clock. Okay, so you'd still have time to do a bunch of photos outside if you really needed oh, to, wanted to. Yeah, definitely. But what are you going to do for those five hours beforehand? 
you know, just going to do the same thing over and over. A lot um, of shoe but, pictures, lots of but, shoe uh, pictures. <laughs> details but but no this this is um at first when she told me i was like you know what this is uh, how am i going to do this do this with the, without doing the same pose over and over again and then i thought to myself you know we're, we are storytellers uh but we do it by pictures so i'm gonna i'm gonna do this very creatively and let it be known that the groom's absence is there so there's just gonna be like a lot of pictures of the bride looking frustrated like looking around like where is my groom looking lots at her of, lots of photos of clocks <laughs> yeah watches and clocks uh, like, <laughs> just everybody's wristwatch yeah, like she's making out with you know someone and, and but she's not like her hands hands are empty <laughs> but no no uh, so <laughs> She can hold the police uniform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just the empty. Well, what was really yeah. cool is that uh, that a lot of the groomsmen they were police officers and they were in, mil- in military as well. So I actually did take, yeah. you know, um, pictures of close ups of you know um, badges and and all, all that all that kind of stuff that was laying out. But what I what I really wanted to do is you know how we we take pictures of of the groom. Uh, getting ready. There's all these different parts of, you know, him, him doing up his sleeves and putting his shoes on and all that stuff. Well, I grabbed each each groomsman and did one of those sections. And then one oh, was fun. So so you kind of and it wasn't you could you can't see the, the groomsmen's faces. You could just see their their hands, you know, the, the facial hair of their chin, all, all that stuff. Um, and then once it came time to to show the reveal who the groom was, I left the frame empty. So I, I, I pulled each guy in in front of the same backdrop, and then and then it was time to show the groom, and it was an empty frame. And and this was this was going great. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this pretty much all day until the groom actually gets there. So when when someone is actually looking at the album, they're saying, "What is going on here? There's there's no groom." Um, and and. <laughs> And, and, and then you, and then you finally reveal it, like later in time when, when you actually have have a, have a first look, and the groom was going to have his badge, and then you kind of kind of like put everything together. Um, so, so I was uh, I was very excited. This whole get, getting ready, like it went perfect. Like I saw like like album of the year award, like right away. I was like, this is going to be absolutely incredible. And then, uh, so, so I did the, the whole groomsman part and then it was time to go get the bride. I'm starting to panic here, Neil. I'm starting to panic. <laughs> well, it's, it's going <laughs> really good. Are you going to have a happy ending? Cause right now it feels like it's going to a well, point where the groom it, doesn't it, show up. It, it, it kind of <laughs> does. The, the bride's getting ready. Okay. Everything's going real good. And then all of a sudden a bridesmaid pulls me away. She's like, I have something to tell you. I'm like, not now I'm creating like my next masterpiece. Like I can't be bothered. So she pulls my wife away. Well, I didn't really say that, uh, but she pulls my <laughs> wife, she pulls my wife away and she's like, and, and she tells my wife, she's like, the groom is on his way. He's about 10 minutes away. And I'm like, so my wife calls, I'm like, oh man, there goes my whole, my whole storytelling masterpiece. Like good for the bride, good for the groom that this is going to be a normal wedding day. But <laughs> I had so, I had something like really amazing lined up for you guys. Um, but, but anyway, I, I, I stalled, I, I, I posed the, the bride out in the, um, out in the courtyard of the hotel and the groom came out. I had her facing away. The groom came out, surprised her. Everybody was in tears. I'm in tears for a completely different reason because I lost my whole album of the year kind of thing but uh but no that, that was that was my whole conundrum and um that, that and so i if the bride is listening she is a photographer no matter what i was going to film the crap out of your wedding it was going to be beautiful no matter what so everything worked out but 
But yeah, that was, that was my conundrum. If you want to go for that album of the year award, though, I mean, I feel like the answer here is pretty simple. Now you just go through and all the photos that have the groom in them, you just Photoshop them out. So it's a whole wedding day without <laughs> the groom. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't even well, Photoshop yeah, them you... out all the way. Leave them like just a little bit translucent. Like, oh, ghost groom Back now. To the future. Ghost, you know? ghost groom. <laughs> Did you guys look all the way down in the show notes? Dustin posted, uh, was it Andy's photo? The Back to the Future one down at the bottom? Oh, yeah. That is awesome. I absolutely love that. Yeah, thanks, man. D- Dustin wanted to ask you how you did that. Sure. Oh, look at you guys. You guys include photos in your show notes and everything. I know. <laughs> but you guys are you guys are organized. You- we're, we're a high production podcast, I tell you. Yeah, and even I, I hear the little the little sound clips. You know, I was, we were talking about earlier, you know, listeners, before we started recording here, like how we were going to kind of edit this or wrap it up and you know maybe you guys should just edit it all and do all the stuff that you do to it you know add your little sound can, effects you know all be sent to bespoke tone yeah absolutely i'm just gonna put this put all this one on steve today okay? yeah, they're, they're gonna edit uh, out all, all of my audio and it's just gonna be blank yeah <laughs> just like you were gonna do the groom right exactly yeah <laughs> we'll get the podcast of the year award <laughs> yeah so, uh, so this shot, uh, the groom called me up, uh, you know, like a couple days before, um, Hey, there's going to be a DeLorean that was used in back to the future at this upcoming wedding. And I, I, you know, I had no idea until then. Cause I had their pre-wedding consult is what I call it. You know, like I'd usually do that on Monday, Tuesday before the wedding. And then I found that out on like Thursday or something like that. And it was kind of like a surprise. And, uh, and, you know, I immediately said, like, I was like, the second that this thing comes, there's no way that everybody isn't just going to crowd around it, all the wedding guests and all that kind of thing. And uh, so I said, you know, let's plan on a time where, you know, we can go out there. Your wedding guests aren't going to see so we can work some shots. I needed at least about 20 minutes or whatever. And uh, and the second that uh, that the, the, the car arrived, it was impossible to control. Like there was hundreds of wedding guests. Everybody literally left the left the reception completely and was surrounding this thing. I got a few like crazy you know, pictures of just all the guests around it, but I had no time to work with this thing. And, and luckily, um, I, the, you know, the, the driver said he would stay a little bit later and I had my, um, uh, second shooter kind of like, there's like a little alleyway next to the venue. And I had my second shooter go and, um, you know, the driver put, put that car and that was actually used in back to the future. That was one of the ones that was used, but it's not, it sounds like it's crazy, but there's like 10 or 15 of them, you know? So it's not, so it's cool, but it's not like mind blowingly cool. Cause there's, there's a lot out there. So there, there's 10 or 15, which means it's very, very rare. And I mean, you're really downplaying this, but it's still awesome. Yeah, it is still awesome. It is still awesome. It was it it was amazing, you know, because because it's the the car from Back to the Future. And so like the first shots, I'm actually glad that that happened with the guests earlier because I wasn't really in the right headspace to shoot that. And I wasn't really thinking that it would be a better night shot anyway. And so I'm glad that happened because if I would have got the shot that I was like halfway happy with, I probably would have just left it at that. But that made me kick into like a higher higher gear with it. I was like, okay, I've got to do this shot. I've got to do something with this car. I've got to make something happen. I'm like, so what am I going to do? And I'm thinking of this like at the wedding now. And um, I'm thinking, okay, so why don't I just try and try and recreate the shot, you know, like from back to the future. And if there's, there's two of them or whatever, like that, that opening movie, like I'll, I'll make it so that, you know, the guy who's taller could be like doc and, and the girl who's shorter could be like Marty. And so I just, uh, I had the driver bring it down an alleyway. And then, uh, and then I had my, I had a main light on it and I had a second light backlighting, backlighting it. Cause that's what the lighting looked like in the movie poster. 
Uh, and then I, I was like, I was like, I've got, see if we can find sunglasses from guests at the audience, you know, cause the, cause the glasses mm-hmm. that like usually dock eyes right. or whatever. Yeah. So we got the sunglasses and then, uh, did the shot and, uh, you know, I had, I had to do a lot of edit work on this to make it work because there was a lot of things going on. Like I had to out windows, there was a car passing <laughs> in the back and all that. Oh, you could never tell. Yeah. Um, but, but then the, the one thing is that I like had a real hard time trying to do, I was like trying to find a watch because, cause he had uh, a watch on, but she didn't. And I'm like, where the hell am I going to find this watch to like Photoshop a watch? Cause she's like looking at the watch, like the thing. And I was like, like, um, looking around, trying to find something. I was trying to paint one on using like in Photoshop or whatever. And, uh, and then I just, uh, I was like, okay. So I, I just kind of like, don't tell Fox 21st, 20th century Fox or whatever, but I just kind of like ripped that off of the poster. <laughs> uh, that, that, that actually is Marty McFly's oh, watch nice. that, I, that I shopped Thank into you. her, to her hand. So dude, dude their, yeah, their, their expressions nailed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, especially him, look at his eye. That's crazy. So yeah, that's the story. That little, that little, like that little flare highlight, uh, beside her forearm. Was that added or was that a reflection from your light? That was just the, the backlight. Cause I just had a, I just had a flash and I use those cheap $80 young nows. Oh, I love those. And you know, so I had, I had one in the back. I was probably going like one to one and then just, uh, like something on a soft box and nice. I was actually, uh, yeah. So that's, that's the, that's the story of that one. That's cool. crazy. I don't get starstruck from, from people, but when there's, when there's like a DeLorean from back to the future, I, I, that's, <laughs> that's, I would have lost it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why yeah. I, when I saw the picture, I was like, man, I wonder if this groom was just like a super fan who like made his own back to the future DeLorean and like that was their wedding getaway car or something. That's why he I had, made to, know, it. had like, to know this story. He just story. bought all the steel to make a DeLorean. <laughs> that's, a, that's the definition yeah. of a super fan, Steven. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think he was a super fan, but like a super fan enough to like rent whatever, mm-hmm. whoever's renting this car, <laughs> not, not enough to build one on his own. That's a, that's a sub super fan. <laughs> yeah. And she didn't like, she was like into it, but didn't like totally care. She's like, she was like, all my night shots are going to be of this DeLorean, <laughs> you know? Like, so she was like into it, but not as much as he was. And it was just a surprise from the groom, but it really was really just about his surprise to himself. How did they feel about the finished image? They and the thing is, is as much as she was like that, she loves mm-hmm. it. You know, like she absolutely loves it, and it's you know that she picked it for the cover of their album and all that kind of stuff. So, oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's the story with that. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's uh, let me ask a question to get you guys uh, you guys going here with your your usual banter. Let's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fish into our 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 Facebook group, and uh, there was a question uh, or a topic that somebody had mentioned i'll just kind of read it and then uh let's get your your opinions on this or your thoughts on this and in your own sandy in your own beautiful Bring way hard in your own beautiful way guys uh so luke says um hey here's an uncommon opinion i don't think i'm ever going to appreciate black and white processing and wedding photography to me it feels like a discordant melody and an otherwise lovely song <laughs> So that's what he says. So that that topic speaks to you as a musician and former music teacher then, right? Um, Well, yeah, sure. I like the way that he worded it. To me, it feels like a discordant melody and an otherwise lovely song. (laughs) And then here we are. So we have harmony, blissful harmony. Because music, as is life, is a lot about tension and then release. Mm -hmm. Tension and release. Tension and release. And, um, And yeah, so in the same way, in his view... 
there's beauty in releasing these beautiful color photos, but then the black and white adds all this tension he doesn't like. Um, but then he goes on and he says, um, but, my, but perhaps my feelings aren't that uncommon. The images that the Fearless collection are sorted by, um, you know, Fearless, like that wedding photography group, mm-hmm. Fearless. Um, he said that the images that Fearless Collection are sorted by votes, like the highest rated images up, are up top. And if you view the entire grouping, like if you look at them all in boxes, um, literally, I would say about like 90% of the top images are, are black and white, which he the said bottom. was interesting. Bottom. Oh, is yeah, it really? The, uh, the top is mo- mostly color. Well, not mostly, but majority oh. of the color ones are in the top. And if, if you scroll down to the bottom, which we have to include uh, this this link into the show notes. Um, oh, I see. All of it's pretty much all black and white. So, so the color is what people like. The black and white isn't. So he's saying, "I'm right." Look yeah. At me. Can you uh, can you send the guys uh, the the link to this so that they can actually check check it out firsthand? Um, it's in the like the Facebook group. So they're like just it's just if you're on Facebook, wedding photographers unite in the Facebook group. It's like the second link down. Okay. There. Are they are they in it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, See, now you're talking like Facebook doesn't use its algorithmic timeline on your uh, wedding groups, but it does. Oh, so it's like somewhere so we don't, don't know see. where it might be. I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, Dustin, did you join the Wedding okay. Photographers Unite? I was like just just granted access maybe a half hour ago by Andy. So I assume by Andy. I was put on like the purgatory list. Um, so it's like I have to prove myself. Put on the purgatory list when just like five seconds ago you tried to join? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, yeah. The Fearless Awards. So what are your what are your thoughts, guys? Uh black and white images. Yay? Nay. Um Should they, do they do they do they belong in wedding photography? Is it over overdone? When do you guys do black and whites? All the time? When the color's really bad. <laughs> Yeah, the color sucks. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's like uh, fluorescence, black and white, um, or like a mixed bag of lighting. You just black and white. But every now and then, uh, if there's like a real like emotional shot where I feel like the emotion trumps anything that's going on with the color, like maybe a hug between mm. the father and the daughter, or like a first mm-hmm. dance where dad's crying and they didn't have up lights. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, is why it's really so weird that in the book, The Giver, everybody sees in black and white except for the chosen ones. Because in the book, The Giver, um, they've taken all emotion out of their society. And when you start to experience emotions again, that's when you start to see in color again. So it's so weird to me that they would choose to do that since Dustin's saying, like, when you want to focus on the emotion, you go black and white. Right, buddy? That's right. That's just right. just to bring us back straight to grade school here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got it. No, Jen and I do the same exact thing. We uh, we go through and we look at all of our photos and the ones that we feel like have the best emotion and the ones that are the most moving to us. Those are the ones that we make black and white. We uh, and then also if there's really crappy lighting, like Dustin said, I think there's definitely a place for it. You know, like if you're looking through your wedding collection and you're like. This would be so much better, like if it was taken in the 1900s. Then you just throw a black and white filter on it, and you're great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the same way too. It's like, um, you know, what when are you gonna when do you do black and white? When the color sucks, that's when I do black and white. That's one option, <laughs> right? And then, and then the other thing is is yeah, totally. Um, like sometimes that the emotion, the color, isn't the focus, and uh, or it's 
you know, the, like you said, the emotion is more important than than the actual thing, you know, and, and then it, it can draw people's eyes into what matters a little bit more, I think, because color can be a distraction. Yeah. Color can be a distraction from the focus or the focal point of what that image is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had and, I had a mother of the bride once um, write me after I delivered the photos, complimenting me on the, all the photos, but then asking if they could have every single photo that I made black and white mm, color. Mm, She's like, I grew up with a black mm, and white TV. My daughter <laughs> shouldn't be getting black and white photos. I paid you for more than black and white photos. <laughs> And I was like, well, I made them black and white for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what I've tended to do with black and whites is like anytime I, if anytime I do a black and white, I usually try to avoid the, Hey Andy, can we get that in color too? So what I usually do is I try to like, if I do a black and white, there's going to be an incredibly similar color shot, but I'm still making the decision on the black Correct. and white for a reason, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Um, but sometimes but sometimes it's like it, the color just really sucks and you have to trust me and you hired me for a reason. And if you really want to ask me, I'll give you the crappy color shot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But uh, mm-hmm. you're going to see why that wasn't the case to begin with. You know, right. I mean, so, personally, if the color is great in the photo, but I just want to draw more focus on the emotion, I just duplicate the photo and then make the duplicate black and white. And I still deliver the color image as well. And I feel like when my client sees it, they can recognize when they look at the two photos, like, oh, this is why you gave it to me black and white, because it actually looks a lot like better like that. Like it, my eyes drawn to this as opposed to that. And so I feel like Mm. I don't even like try to find like a similar photo. Like I just send them both the exact same photo, one color, one black and white. And I feel like we don't get a lot of questions about that kind of stuff anymore. Mm hmm. Yeah, we do the exact yeah. same thing, and and they'll they'll realize why we ch- chose black and white over color. Um, but yeah, we leave it up to them to to actually choose. Um, so, but but yeah, I, I I think I think it's somewhat overdone. Um, so I right away I had to go to my own website and actually be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> do I actually do a lot more in black and white? And actually, only about five percent of my images on my website are black and white. Uh, but if I kind of lean towards black and white a little bit more if, if I were to um, submit something into, like, if I were to submit something into Fearless, their thing is all about black and white, obviously, as you can tell from this gallery. Except the color shots are towards the <laughs> yeah, top. Except for those, yeah. <laughs> from I mean, what you said. Yeah. If, if the color takes away from the shot, maybe I'll just mute mute a certain color that's, that's you know, a little bit too vibrant or something. Um you know, but but that's also popular now too. Is uh, people muting a lot of greens and yellows in their shots and um, leaving leaving the you know skin tones. Um, you know that that's really popular too. So uh, people are kind of going halfway even nowadays. The halfway photographers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, yeah the um, <laughs> what do they call them? The uh, not indie. Yeah, the the hipster. The hipster. <laughs> the hipster. Yeah. It, I, I can't they, believe they tr- how deep they, you had to dig to get hipster. See now they, now we're Neil, Neil, you just showed our you just showed our generational gap between the wedding photo hangover podcast and wedding photographers unite. You just showed it in yeah. that moment right there. I thought we were gonna be able to fly by and kinda let it live, but no, 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 no. You had you had to go there and take ten seconds to find the word hipster. <laughs> Thing in indie for a while. That indie was just like you, in there. Just, it was, uh, we are in yeah, but you just, all, all the millennials yeah, know now. It's too late. The cat's out of the bag. Cat is out of the bag. 
Because you guys, you guys are probably too young uh, to ever have actually developed black and white film, right? No, I've, that's how I started. You're not as old as Stephen and I, so you probably don't remember those days. <laughs> Especially being that you're, you know, right there next to Kodak. Yeah, right, right. No, but you know, I, well, I got started digitally myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've been in a few situations where I've you know seen the dark room. I get the idea how it works, but but I have, but you know, it's I. It's I li- I grew up in a digital world. I didn't really start shooting until like twenty two thousand nine was when I first got involved, and by that time, um, everything was digital at that point. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, you know, just uh, Luke to kind of wrap up that topic there. Um, I totally disagree with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. You know, like like I love you, man, but uh, but yeah, black and white photography uh, needs to be in wedding photography, and I think it's important. But but for a reason, for a reason. But but that's cool. If you have your discordant melody, you just keep singing your song, man. You just keep keep playing your tune. Groove, groove to your own beat, buddy. I like that you just took somebody from your Facebook group and just put them on blast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not blasting them. I'm just. I'm just being real. You know what I mean? Like I'm being real. I I can disagree with people and still love them, and that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm doing. I disagree, but I still love you. A real lovely blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's next, guys? What do we got next? Internships. So yes. here in good old Fort of Wayne, uh, where Dustin and I live, um, we just had our intern start for the summer. And I realized I have no idea what I'm doing with her. Um, she's Well, she's, she's very quiet and she seems like an awesome person. And that's why we hired her on. Um, but she's not super like telling me what she wants out of this internship, so to speak. So I'm, um, trying to, I guess, pick your brains as well as I know several of my colleagues here that are interested in internship to see what you guys have found helpful and useful in the past and how you handle that. Yeah. Uh, Neil, do you want to start this one? Uh, Yeah, we we had an internship and she was, um, just out of high school and she was very quiet. She's shy. Um, but, but we had her come on anyway, but we really didn't have her, you know, the spotlight wasn't on her when, when she came to help, uh, to shoot for us. She, we kind of just had her just kind of lurk in the shadows and, and be in the background, almost transparent, uh, to the day. And, um, cause that's our job as main photographers where we're the ones who are vocal and, and direct and everything. So, so she kind of needs to find her voice and, um, so I just wanted her to just to lay back and just watch everything that we do. And then, and then like a couple weddings later, um, you know, she was actually getting a little bit more vocal and, and gathering crowds together. So she was, she was kind of finding herself along the way, uh, which, which was really awesome to watch. And at the end, at the end of the internship, I mean, we were in tears to let her go. I mean, it was, it was really emotional. She, she became part of the team. She became part of the family. Um, and I'm, re- I'm really excited because we're actually having her come. She, she was our intern last year. Uh, we invited her to help, help us out this weekend for a big wedding. We have like a 35-person wedding um, with nine kids. So we're going to need a lot of help. Um, so, so we're really excited to have her back just for one wedding this year. Um, but, yeah, just, just kind of give, give, them, give them a little bit of responsibility. Uh, not not so much at, at first, and then just let them grow into it and see where it happens. Like, what kind of responsibility are we talking about? 
just give them a camera. Uh, just say, you know, you you don't have any responsibilities to shooting anything because I. Do you have an assistant? You yeah. have like a second shooter. Okay, so yeah. she's going to be the third there. Uh, so shoot like have her have her hang hang back. Don't don't draw attention to yourself. If you see something, shoot it, and then we'll talk about it. You know couple days later uh of of what what she thought and what what she shot and then um and then as as time goes on give her a little bit more responsibility maybe like during the cake cutting say uh hang hang have the second shooter hang back and just maybe you and her shoot this the cake cutting or something like that um just kind of slowly grow her into the into the part now when you say you have a 35 person wedding are you saying there's 35 people in the bridal party or are you saying this is some sort of polygamous wedding no <laughs> I, I i wish i wish it was, it was um but no it's, okay. it's wait, wait, wait 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 you wish it was a, a 35 person polygamous wedding <laughs> yeah well i guess you know if you want if you want your album of the year i mean i think that <laughs> yeah there you go I, I would fly out in a heartbeat to uh second shoot that with yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> there's 17 17 bridesmaids nine children and the rest are groomsmen um yeah it's it's going to be absolutely insane uh so yeah our next episode i'm sure i'm gonna have a conundrum or two <laughs> yeah. yeah so well welcome to wedding season this is uh the, the my first conundrum was my first wedding and this is going to be my second so it's like oh my gosh is this how how this year's gonna go I mean that that's almost its own topic right there. <laughs> How to handle a thirty-five person bridal party. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Yeah. Tune in next time, guys. Although I, I just wanna say I just wanna say this. As a former music teacher, and I actually tell this to my to my clients, you know, like when they come in or when they're talking about that. Like uh, so I used to be a music teacher, I had hundred and twenty sixth grade kids and me in a room. Hundred and twenty sixth grade kids, me in a room every day, every day, every day. So what I always say is like fine, give me 30 drunk people in a wedding party. And that's like right on par. It's equivalent. You know what I mean? It's totally equivalent to, to 30 drunk people in a wedding party. And so, and I used to do that every day. So now it's like, if I do that, what 50, you know, 30 times a year, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm in, I'm all about it. That's a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the internship uh, stuff, I, I agree, Neil. Um, I, I kind of do a, a similar thing where I start them off. Um, I actually just, um, I have them like intern, like, and actually just teach them, you know, do the edit work. I want to get to know them a little bit as a person first. And they're just like in the, the, the studio essentially like editing with me, which actually is good and terrible because I, I work from home a lot, but when I have an intern, it makes me go to the studio more than I actually want to. But you know, it also makes me function like a regular human being in society as well. But, uh, so, but I usually start them off like in just the, the office uh, trying to get to know people a little bit better. And then I slowly, like I use them, um, to do the, the labor, the, the labor of wedding photography, which is, Hey, show up to uh, the end of the ceremony and, uh, hold bags, hold lights, um, during the crazy time during, uh, after the ceremony. And then we're going to go do wedding party photos and, uh, and you're going to hold some lights and some bags. And they're just going to do that grunt work for like, so like if they're with me for like, a full wedding season or usually they're usually about a wedding season. Like the first month will be mostly that. And then, and then they'll start staying at the reception and shooting a little bit. Um, you know, kind of like Neil, what you were just saying, do you usually have a second shooter or do they become your second? Yeah. Well, okay. So I always have a second shooter and then the intern, um, is just like what Mm -hmm. you said is kind of like a third shooter and I'll gradually move them into a third shooter role as the, as wedding season goes on. 
Um, sometimes, um, those people, I've actually, I can't even believe this, but I've had five interns. I don't even know how the hell that happened. Um, but I've had five of them over, you know, eight years of doing this full time. Um, and because there's a, there's a college in our area that, you know, got, got wind that I used to be a teacher at one point, And then, so they sent me somebody and then they, that just kind of kept going. But, you know, so, but by the end of it, um, I have had a, a couple people that I'm like, oh, they're good. Like I'll use them as a second anytime. And then I've had other people I'm like, ah, um, you know, we'll just, we'll keep doing what we're doing for now. <laughs> Everything, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it depends on who the intern is, but, and, and how people are with people too. You guys know how that is. It's mm-hmm. like some people can, are like great with people and some people maybe should not, should do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so. Absolutely. So that's that's the intern story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did that answer your questions, or or what were your? Well, that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of insight into the wedding day. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, so she actually, like you said, she came. We work out of our house, so she came to our house yesterday. She shot with me uh, on Saturday. Came to our house on Monday. Uh, she flew through the photos she shot in about two hours, and I kind of slotted that she would work two five hour shifts a week. And she was through her photos in about an hour and a half. And so I was like... Done well? Uh, I haven't actually gone through her photos myself yet. Um, but she was yeah. almost more critical from what I just kind of looking over her shoulder, picking them out than I would have been. <laughs> and okay. so, and I, was so like, well, I was like, well... That's yeah, good, though. Yeah, she was harder on herself. And then I was nervous to let her go through my photos because I was like, man, she's be, be pickier than I would be. <laughs> but I didn't That's know funny. if like, you guys have them handle like social media, like Facebook, Instagram, doing any of that. Uh, she's a really good... That I'm worried about. I would love to do that, but I'm kind of scared to hang that over. I don't even do it myself, yeah. really. That's how yeah. I am, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't do social media anymore. You know, I'll, I'll do it once in a while. I'll post an image once in a while. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just thinking, like, man, play to the strengths of a twenty-year-old who, you know, is all about the Instagram and the Facebook. And it's so hard because, like, that's the core. You know, as much as I try to, you know, I I post enough. You know what I mean? I post enough to keep things going. Hey, I'm still here. You know, but like, that's my image. Like, that's that's the image of my business. Anytime that we post anything, like, says something about our business, and I'm I'm really like. Um, I, I would worry about handing that over to a 20 year old kid, you know, that, that, uh, maybe it doesn't have the same invested in my business as Mm -hmm. I do, you know, just have them hashtag everything and then you'll see your business like skyrocket. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, there you go. I'm going to keep posting the social media, but you take care of all the hashtags. You can do all the hashtagging you want. Chief executive hashtag while you're doing it. <laughs> and then, and then get a little live feed behind the scenes. You, you just yeah. exactly. I love it. I love it, Dustin. You just keep increasing the title of like chief executive hashtagger, and then you just keep um you keep up in the game from there. Yeah. You know, like where can we go from there in terms of the title that we give them? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's just it's just a a balancing act where it's like I want to get value out of it, but I also want to give value from it. Um, so we're trying to strike that balance where she feels like she walks away at the end of the summer feeling, um, like she got a lot out of this, which I think she will. And then at the same time, we feel like we weren't wasting our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always say when I've had, when I've come in, when I've had interns come in, as I say, I want this to be equally beneficial to both of us. You know, like I, I like I'm going to be a total open book on how I run my business. You can ask me anything. I'll even show you the numbers. I'll show you my contracts. I will, I'm a total open book. Mm-hmm. But in that same regard, 
um, you know, it's a two way street, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so, so you're going to hold my lights, you're going to carry my bags, you know? And it's like, and it has to be that, that even exchange, um, throughout. You're going to rub, you're uh, going to so rub my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with lots exactly. of tongue. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the gig. So doesn't, I mean, I feel like you're really just trying to skirt around the thing here, which is when you asked me what you should do with your internship, I said, well, she is from a very, very conservative Christian school. So I think you should have her edit our podcast for us (laughs) because then she'll be learning a lot about photography, but she'll also be exposed to like the more worldly things in life, like um, cussing. This is true. Yeah, the only thing though, um, Steve, is you know I've listened to a few of your podcasts at this point, and uh, you just be prepared for some of them to be about twenty percent shorter than they actually are. You know, if you if you actually turn this over to a right wing conservative, um, you know, so so just uh, just be careful with that decision before you do it. Uh, we might get more listeners, at least locally. <laughs> right. Um, okay, we're going to go maybe to, to one more topic on our end, and then maybe we can do one more topic on your yeah. end. Uh, so I'm, uh, I've got another thing. This is in our uh, Facebook group here. If you scroll down to the unorganized feed in that group um, and, and keep looking, somewhere along the line, you're going to see a post by Megan Dixon, Dickerson Joyner. And she says, um, I have a topic that could be discussed in the next podcast. If you have um, ever experienced anything like this um, for, for both of us, I, um, uh, one of the most recent weddings was a wild party and crazy reception. Uh, the bride and groom, uh, they're really nice, super in love, and they loved and they really loved working the, with them. However, during the reception, mostly the groom was acting kind of wild. Um, that being, the groom was kissing all kinds of people in the mouth, <laughs> performing all kinds of crazy actions all over the place the entire night. I am curious. Do you give them the photos that are comical or on the line? Personally, I would want the comical and crazy photos. I just don't want them to be like, why did she give us these crazy and comical photos? Um, Because she doesn't want to create any conflict with the bride and groom. Um, So, uh, Dustin, Steve, uh, what do you do when the groom is is out on the dance floor kissing other brides? You give them those photos? Oh, wow. I had this situation arise uh, last month. We had a bride uh, who was, it was a bride, not a groom, uh, who was heavily, heavily intoxicated uh, because she just kept having friend after friend come up to her uh, leading up to dinner saying, take a shot with me, take a shot with me. So I had this conversation with her post-wedding where I said, you know, let's call her Julia. Uh, Julia, so I have a tremendous amount of fun is the word I used photos of you from the dance floor. Would you like uh, me to include those in the public online gallery or just in the ones you get? And she said, no, 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 throw them all on because I don't remember anything after the toast. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we, we included them. She wasn't uh, kissing anyone per se, but I mean, there was definitely a lot of, uh, like dirty dancing type stuff happening with various, uh, male counterparts. And so, but no, she was totally fine with it. So I just had that conversation with them about it. And then I said, if there's anything at all, you want me to take down from the gallery, let me know, but they will all be on your, uh, thumb drive that I send you. Yeah. That's a good way of going about it. Steve, what you do know, you do? I gotta say, what do you do in that situation? The groom's kissing other people. Do you include them? Do you not? Do you call the groom? Do you call the bride? 
What do you do, man? I got to say, I'm out there on the dance floor. I see the groom. The groom is super drunk and he's kissing all sorts of people. And my first question is, how do I get some of that? Right? <laughs> you know, uh, everybody else is getting mouth stuff. I want a little mouth stuff, too. That's just me. Um, hide your children. Hide your wives. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you, you got you got to get in there. You got to get those photos. Um, if he's kissing people on the mouth, kissing people in the mouth, uh, which was probably a, probably a typo. But. <laughs> yeah, you probably but probably what you should do when you see that on the dance floor is in grab the, a macro lens and just get like really oh, yeah. up there and just get lips, lip on lip action. Yeah, you got you to get all up in there. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jen and I have not ever run into this problem per se at a wedding. Um, if we had, I think we would just kind of... Uh, not shoot it our, our our big thing when people are drinking and they get a little bit too drunk and a little bit too rowdy is nobody really wants pictures of themselves at their worst so we typically don't yeah. even shoot that kind of stuff now i i mean I, I assume other people have different reactions to that sort of thing and if you think that that's something you would really want and you'd want to see that then go ahead shoot it include it because you got to stick with your brand and your style and if that's if your brand is like you you want to capture that stuff and like you think that stuff's funny and it's great then you have to include it if you don't then you're you're selling yourself short and you're you're not getting the best product that you could be getting Steve that was a very beautiful mature answer man I, that was that was really now, good if we could get back to kissing the groom though <laughs> <laughs> yeah my my question is how uh, does the bride feel about those photos Right. Yeah. I don't know. How does she feel about the photos? Well, the, the bride's marrying him, so I'm pretty certain she knows what he's like when he's drunk going into this thing. She she knew what might happen at the wedding if he got super drunk, so... Yeah, but you could you could be getting married to someone that has a, you know, a wild and crazy lifestyle and then just have that sort of naivety that he's going to be, oh, he's going to calm down the moment I put that ring on the finger. Can we just get you to go back and say that word again several times? You know which one. Yeah, I want to hear that again, too. Yeah. Naive. One more time, Dustin. Naivety. With the accent. Come on. Let's hear it. Just like three times real fast. Uh, No. Oh, Dustin. You got to get the listeners. That's one of the first rules of like, I thought, you know, comedic routine or like if you're going to do like a theater class is like when somebody tells you you're supposed to do something, you have to go along with it. Yeah. And you just broke that rule, Dustin. You sound like a teacher, Andy. Yeah, you always say yes, and you have to do things three times. It's called the rule of thirds. It applies <laughs> in both photography and in comedy. Oh, is so you're you're the comedy, Steve. I'm just the guy that keeps the train moving. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I want to go back to Steve's point, which I think was actually really great. Megan, you were shooting those photos. Um, so she, you just, she decided to shoot them. Um, so maybe... Uh, maybe you should include them if it's part of your brand, like what Steve was saying. That, I think, is huge, man, what you said about the brand, though. Actually, I think it's a lot deeper, too. And I want to go there for just a second, because some photographers, especially um, starting photographers, right, they post, like, all sorts of wild, crazy stuff. And, like, you know, like, with the jumping shots and, like, the groom's pain, you know, like, hey, hey, let's get the shot while we all pee. And, you know what I mean? Like, facing the wall. And, like, some photographers are going to post that photo to their social media. And if and I'm, all I'm telling you is, is if you post that photo to your social media, you're going to continue to get a certain kind of bride and groom if you do that. So, um, be mindful of what you post and why you post what you post. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, I stay on brand at weddings because I always do a toilet selfie at every wedding. And Jen and I include that not just in the gallery, the digital gallery we send them. We actually put it into the album as well. (laughs) 
has to be part of your brand, man. If it's your part of your brand, you just keep rolling with that, you know? We all need to make decisions about who we are in life and then be true to that, you know? Yeah. And if that's you, Steve, you just keep doing that, man. That irritable bowel, irritable bowel syndrome kicks in for him at every reception. <laughs> yep. Jen's like 95% convinced I have that, so... She's going to listen to this episode because she listens to all the episodes. I don't know why. And then she's going to give me a hard time about it again, Dustin. Thanks. (laughs) You really are. You really are the Andy of of Wedding Photo Hangover because my my wife listens to them all too. And I don't know why either. And I I love it. I'm very, you know, pleased with her commitment, but uh, she doesn't have to. She still does. Has she listened to the last episode that she was on? I don't know that I have to ask her. That might... uh, I think, well, I think at least that part at the end, I think at least that part at the end, but I don't know. For listeners who are not familiar with the Wedding Photographers Unite podcast, their last episode, um, Andy got married and then they were talking about it. And I just got to say at the end, Neil tells a story about a night shot he did at Andy's wedding. And oh my gosh, it's one of the best stories I've ever heard about shooting at a wedding. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you should stop this right now and go and listen to it. (laughs) It is so good. Like, I was just on the edge of my seat the entire time. I, I know I told you guys that ahead of time, but I just want to make sure, like, people know it's a very, very good, good episode. Thank you. Thank you. That means awesome, a lot. Awesome, man. Thank you. I think out of anything, you know, sometimes, you know, we're doing this, the, you know, you guys have been doing this for a little bit now, and, you know, so have we, and sometimes we're doing this, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard, you know, to get together, you know, every, you know, whenever we decide to record and make it happen and all that, but... Uh, that was probably the most special moment I think uh, Neil, you and I have had on on the podcast. I, just, like unquestionably, without a doubt, uh, it was uh, so. Yeah, it was, um, it was that different. was one of the reasons I think that it's worth doing this. What we're doing here, um, and uh, so that's that's cool. And thank you, Steve, for for mentioning that. I um, I long for a day where Stephen and I have shared such a moment <laughs> of intimacy and grace and compassion and love and all of do those you guys, things. Do you guys ever get together and 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 uh, record the podcast or no? I've never met Steve in person ever. <laughs> no. Dustin was going to come down to my house today to record the podcast. And then he was like, my computer's freaking out on me. I got to stay home and just do it from my desktop. So are you guys in the same house? Just different, different rooms right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's going to make Steve's, him do if he came down here. Steve's right there. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, he lives in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, or as Steve constantly refers to it as the armpit of Indiana. Hey, come on. Andy just hired photographers from the armpit of Indiana for his good, good wedding photos. Oh, yeah. that's right. You guys are in the same area. Good, right. Do you know those guys at all or no? Yeah, they're good friends of mine. Are they really? Yep. We started, uh, cool. Mitch and Destiny and I all started at the same time. So we were kind of in it together. Hmm, that, that's interesting how wow, small of a yeah. world uh, it is when it comes down to it with that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I taught them mm. everything I know. So hopefully <laughs> okay. hopefully okay. they did good for you. Yeah, they had a lot to learn okay. after that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the learning curve got only worse after they left me. Oh, that's, that's good stuff, man. All right. So um, any other anything else? Maybe we want to wrap up with the last topic or what, hey, what do you guys got? Oh, can can we do? Uh, I found some really absurd and weird questions. Uh, I troll Facebook constantly, and lots of really, really, uh, I would say, not great Facebook groups. Not like the Wedding Photographers Unite Facebook group. That's a good one. That is right. a very good one. <laughs> yes. If, if you're listening right. and you're you're a listener of the Wedding Photo Hangover, you should join theirs because like people ask real questions, and it's really great. 
But I want to get to a question that that I found on the internet. And this is not a question people asked us because um, I don't think people would ask these questions if they knew we were going to talk about them on a podcast. So let's do some Q&A. Let's speak. Sherry from, from my Facebook group sent this one in. And it's the first one down on the show notes. And it says, uh, I was shooting a wedding recently and there was an Uncle Bob all over the place. Um, on our on our podcast, we call those Uncle Cousin Angebobs. Angebobs. Because of some ridiculous thing Dustin said one time. So she says, this didn't bother me because he stayed out of my way, mostly. However, at some point in time, he went to the restroom. And when he came out, he had some toilet paper stuck to his shoe. Guests started telling me that my boss had toilet paper on his shoe. I responded that I didn't know him and he wasn't with my company. And some guests seemed put off when I said this. Is there a better way to handle this situation so people don't think I'm being rude? Also, WTF, am I right? (laughs) Neil, you got this one. No, I think you should go first. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, just just so I understand, uh, somebody had toilet paper on their shoe and this person was conflicted as to tell them about this toilet paper or not. What am I missing? I'm, uh, there's a missing link. Okay. It, it was, yeah. So there's an Uncle Bob shooting the wedding. This this person's hired to shoot the wedding. There's an Uncle Bob there. Okay. The Uncle Bob, at some point in time, goes to the restroom, has toilet paper on his shoe when he comes out of the restroom. Oh, you, you let him live with that. People, people come up to the hired wedding photographer, though, and tell the hired wedding photographer, your boss has toilet paper on his shoe. Oh. So they thought that Uncle Bob was actually the... the the main shooter yeah interesting well then you immediately tell them this is this question's kind of like how do you distance yourself without being rude about distancing yourself no you just you just you just immediately tell them that's not my boss you can go tell him and i'm gonna keep shooting this wedding thank you very much (laughs) good day to you good day to you sir that's your guys's approach whereas i would just say actually i'm just the intern i don't feel comfortable going up to him um But maybe talk to the bride yes. and groom about it, and they, they yes. may have one of them go talk to my boss. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant, Dustin. I, I love um, to feel inferior at weddings. That that <laughs> makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. You you, got, you have to be working for the right people to feel inferior. So you purposely seek out those clients. Yeah. So like, who can make me feel like the, like the lowest you know, toilet paper on a shoe. Exactly. Um, and those, th- that's who you market yep. uh, for on your website. See, basically. My tactic would be a little bit yeah. different. I would just go up to the people who said that to me and be like, Oh yeah, that's part of his brand. Um, that's Dustin McKibben <laughs> from Dustin and Corinne photography. And he would love it if you went and left a review right now on his Facebook, uh, just kind of pointing that out, go ahead and make it like a, a five star, you know, push it right to the top. In, in fact, yes. he probably has his logo on his toilet paper because he brings his own toilet paper to weddings. <laughs> <laughs> it's embroidered toilet paper because Stephen Van Elk has irritable bowel syndrome, and so he can't be caught at weddings without his own TP. Oh, so you would flip this back on me? That's where we're going with this. <laughs> Full see, circle. see what I like about this, guys. What I love about this is, is we started out the show, and I'm like, you know, Steve's being kind of quiet. You know, like I hope they're not like feeling like they can't do their thing or whatever. And now we've totally morphed into your show. <laughs> you know, as we're as we're approaching the end of this podcast. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's great. Where is this going? <laughs> that's an episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. Where is this going? And I, I'm just going to be quiet and stay out of this. 
So for our listeners, um, if you want more of uh, Dustin and Steve, uh, and I'm like, if you like the dialogue, if you like the banter, I like the dialogue. I love the banter. You guys, you guys have kept me entertained. Um, as I actually, you know, what's funny is um, um, one of your last podcasts because I've listened, I've listened to maybe like the last four or five that you mm-hmm. guys did, not the one with uh, your wife Steve because I because um, I wanted to hear. Well, more. you're missing out. That's the best one because I wasn't there. That yeah, is, I, I literally I got so. like twelve DMs on Twitter and Instagram. People are like that was. <laughs> the best episode i've heard so far and i was like thanks thanks guys <laughs> right yeah so um so i i haven't listened to that one yet so i will but i wanted to hear more of you guys because i wanted to know what i was getting myself into you know with this with this episode Trouble. here but i was funny because you were mentioning uh you know people listen to us in the bathroom and that's where i do a lot of my podcast listening <laughs> and uh so 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 it was very appropriate as that moment happened as you brought that up so i want to thank you for that that's that's odd because we were kind of trying to design a podcast that was perfect for people while they were (laughs) editing but i could see you know it taking you to that zen like state andy where you you really can just relax well i mean people like me who you know have let's say problems we have to do our editing (laughs) while we're in the frozen food aisle at walmart bathroom whatever you want to call it you know (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Amazing guys. How's it, how's it going, Neil? <laughs> Neil, did you want to get to that conundrum about being on a podcast you didn't want to be on? <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with that, I think, uh, I think this was a great episode guys. And, uh, and very cool to kind of come back uh, together with you guys and, and, bring, and introduce our audiences to one mm-hmm. another. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll continue to, to check out you guys and hear what you guys have coming up in the future. Maybe we'll do this again at some point down the line. That would be awesome. And, uh, and basically, uh, maybe we can tell each other's listeners, uh, where they can go to find out more about our stuff. So why don't you guys, uh, take it away? Go for it, Steve. You can find out more about Dustin and Steve by heading to Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram or Facebook or Wed Pick Hangover on Twitter. You can find out more about Dustin McKibben by going to Dustin underscore McKibben on Instagram. And Steve is at Steven Van Elk. You can find out more about Neil by going to his personal Instagram, not his professional one. Nobody goes there at Neil Urban. And you can find out more about Andy at Andy Buscemi. Is that right? Andy Buscemi? Perfect. You know, it, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And that, that voice, man, I need to... I need to work on getting into the mic here and uh, getting a little more serious about how I'm announcing and using Get the little, bass. A little bass in there. Yeah, man. I see, we're learning things from each other today. Video where all of you are just getting closer to your microphones. Screen capture. We're, we're, it's like a pack of lions coming up on their kill. And I feel like I'm going to kill. Making me on this 27-inch monitor feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah. But on the plus side, you can see right in their mouths now. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, thank you. Uh, it was a great episode. I enjoyed the laughs. I enjoyed the serious conversation about wedding photography as well. And it was, it was good. It was good. It was a good time. Just like I thought it would be. As it should be. And uh, great. We will uh, catch you guys the next time. Awesome. Perfect. Catch you next time. Thanks so much for doing this with us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Wedding photographers. Unite.